can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Well, here's something. Let me, th- let me throw this out at you. So okay. all, of th- all of the stuff that we use to test water isn't accurate, right? Mm-hmm. Test strips, drop kits, spin labs, they have, they're only accurate to a certain range, if you will. Right. And with that, when you're testing water, if you're going to test every parameter that you can, if you were to apply the accuracy of the test to the values that you got, you're going to get a, get a range. So if you test the chlorine and you think it's three, it may not be three. I I don't off the top of my head, depending on the test you're using, but you could be 2.5 or 3.5 and your, your cyanuric acid tests are some of the least accurate and salt tests. Some of the least accurate, if I remember right, tests that are out there, variances of, uh, I believe 10% on the spin, uh, yeah. spin disc stuff, but the variances with drop tests are huge, like huge, huge, huge. So at any rate, well, look at AI relative to all of that. So if you have ranges for everything and you have to pick a value within that range that you feel is what the value truly is. And then if we're certainly balancing things to LSI and so forth, within that range, I can see some fairly significant fluctuations, right? And and yeah. this is where we see people come in that, um, well, I went to, you know, this pool store and they told me I had to do this. And now you're telling me you should have done that. Or, or, you know, the technician that was out last week said my water at these levels should need this. And now you're telling me it needs that. Well, I think a lot of that comes into the, the professional's interpretation of these variances and such. Well, yeah. throw, throw all of that stuff into an AI and what can it do for us? You know, like, like, well, it can, it can clear up a lot of miscommunication, misknowledge, time you have to explain everything to the customer because it can explain to the customer. And, and it can also quickly attribute these ranges of each individual test that we've taken within the degree of error and find some normalcy out of what is slight chaos. I don't know how to how to really speak to what, what is in my head. I, I can't really get it out. But, you know, it it likely will have the ability of, of giving better um, chemical treatments out of the same test than pool professionals who have been doing it for decades. Yeah. And that's... And, and so the other part of that is now if, if that AI technology becomes that, which I, I believe it will, now you can take your new hires 
and have them be performing at much higher levels much faster with the help of AI guiding them with mm-hmm. every test that they take, right? You've been doing it a long right. time. I've been doing it a long time. You know, we test water. We know pools. We know what we're doing is going to produce the effect we want and so forth. But if you have someone that's been working for you for a year, they don't have the knowledge you do. Well, an AI could help give them that knowledge and help you give the customer the experience that they're expecting as if you were in the yard with somebody that has a little bit less experience. It's, it's interesting to me and exciting. So we'll see where it goes. Oh, I'm excited about it. Um, There was a gentleman that showed me a picture of a design that he did with AI. Okay. And this this picture, it'd be very difficult to notice the difference between a picture of a pool and this image that he created. Yep. And I thought that was kind of neat. Obviously, I got, like I said, in my talk with the ladies was that makes me a little nervous because of me trying to get into that field. Is that going to remove my, my, my need? Well, that there's, there's a lot to be said about that too. I I think for, for right now, the AI is just going to help us do what we do. Yes. And quite frankly, but there is a possibility it will. Right. I'm, I'm too old. And we'll have to harness it. I'm too old to have to worry about, you know, Skynet. So well, the, and the way it's like everything, we always get afraid of something taking our job. Oh, we have sure. chemical automation. We don't need pool service. No, Absolutely. you do. Right. And it's going to be the same thing with the AI. There's going to be a need for the professional, regardless of what is coming about. Right. Technology is only so independent. Join the Council for the Model Aquatic Health Code, aka CMAC. CMAC is a member-driven organization that keeps the Model Aquatic Health Code sustainable, current, and complete. Your expertise is needed. Learn more at CMAC.org. That's C-M-A-H-C.org. The technology is a tool that makes us better. And, uh, yeah. you know, certainly all of this, this uh, well, the, the chemical metering stuff, you know, people even today will, will say, well, why, why would I want to put that on someone's pool when I'm building it? Because I want them to have us do service forever. And if I do that, what about automatic pool cleaners? Wasn't, you may not yep. remember, but I do because I was around when there, there was basically the. I rem- uh, okay. I remember the Arneson pool cleaner. The pool sweep. I was just going to throw that out there. So yeah, I remember it. That was like, what does that do? Yeah, <laughs> I and was like, what? What is okay? I couldn't understand the pool sweep that floated on the top with the tentacles going down. Yeah. Like, I never understood the concept of that. Like, what is it really doing? Is it really cleaning the pool, or is it really just bringing everything to the bottom for the pool cleaner? Like well, the it, pool person. The the idea which the Polaris cleaners still utilize the same, not the, the pressure side cleaners utilize the same sort of uh, concept is it's stirring the stuff up so that then your skimmers and main drains are drawing it out. And that's that's really it. Um, it's no different than, you know, everyone says that pools that are used more are cleaner. And it's because I can see everyone that, splashing around, swimming around is stirring stuff up. So you don't have the the dead spots, right, where stuff sits and no chemicals get into and all that because people are in there churning it around. Kind of like mixing a cake, you know, <laughs> batter with a mixer. If you leave the mixer on one side, you're never going to get that batter all mixed, right? 
you got to move it all yeah. around the whole bowl and everything else, whether that's the people in the pool or that's what the Arneson pool sweep did in the pool. And the Polaris cleaners, that's, I mean, yes, they've got a bag in the Venturi of the jets that traps debris, but it's got that trailing hose with the scrubber on it that is taking and, and stirring up what the bag didn't catch. So then hopefully well, I guess drawn out. With like all of that, having these advances to help us with our pools just makes it so we can have more pools because we're not yeah. having to spend as much time right. at them. And because of the knowledge you need of these products, it makes it so you can charge more because, well, not everybody understands the product, all the products or how they work or how yep. to make them work properly or how to balance it out. And, you know, it took, took me a very long time to figure out how to, you know, maintain pH with a salt cell because of the pH always going up. And, you know, it took lots of trial and error when I started. Yeah. And when I started, I hated salt. I, I was like, this is a waste of money. You know, only rich people yep. can have this. And now I'm like one of the biggest supporters because I understand it. Right. But again, I get to charge more because I understand it. Well, and, and so now we're, we're expanding into sort of next level stuff and, and we use salt still, but, uh, yeah. in 2024, we're going to, we're going to get deep into the, uh, use of AOP and, yeah. um, you know, the, the aspect of ozone and ultraviolet light and, and AOP and, and potentially back away from salt and mm -hmm. go back to the conventional backing up the AOP, go back to conventional, tableted chlorine, but because the AOP is there, we're going to be using it at a much, much, much lower rate to where our expectations are. We're not going to have such pH and cyanuric acid issues, right? We're not going to yep. have acidic water and, and sky high CYA because we're not using the, as much. Eventually, eventually the tab feeder, like floater is going to be like the Arneson pool cleaner. It won't be used anymore. Yeah. It'll yeah. be the ancient, sure. you know, item. It will. It'll be the item at the pool shows that have like the, the museum of pool equipment. Right. It will be one of the items sitting right. there. Well, have you seen, there's a, a, I'm going to call it a salt chlorine system that is on the market has been for a, a number of years now where there's no salt in the pool water. So no, I haven't seen that. It's what it basically does is creates chlorine um, using a same kind of a salt cell thing and utilizes that chlorine to clean, to sanitize the water, but there's no salt that is in the pool water. So almost like the, the salt system is creating chlorine in a jug. And then that is mm -hmm. pumped into the pool to, to do the sanitizing. So the salt. So it has a, so it has like a giant tank there. Like you would for. Yeah, but it's, acid. but it's not, it's not a giant, like the whole unit is, uh, it's about the size of a water softener. Okay. So, I mean, there is a tank, yes, but it's not, it's not huge. And in that, and so in that tank, there is the salt that you would need to that's, generate. The that's chlorine. the only place the salt exists is within okay. that tank. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Cause it takes all of the. The, the negative aspects of salt of when your pool isn't balanced, how the salt can be damaging out of the equation. Yep. So there's one of those new products. We already blew it for next week. We're getting. Ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I think that, uh, well, one, we don't know the name of it. So now we have to find the name and there you tell, go. tell them what it is, there we go. um, how they can get it. 
you know, oh, you have to call John on the black market. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's and to be honest with you, the company that that uh, developed it, we put one in a, a very very rudimentary beta test on a pool a number of years ago. I mean, it, it could be. I'm going to argue it could be as much as 10 years ago now. It could be as much as 10 years ago. And the thing compared to what it, what it is today, the thing that we put on this pool really looked like someone built it in their garage. You know, <laughs> like it, it was pretty, uh, it did, it, it did what it was supposed to, but it, it didn't have any real prettiness to it for marketing, you know, um, right. where the, the units now. Um, and if I remember right, I think the person that actually created it ended up, selling the the design to a company or something i, I okay. might be wrong with that but yeah you're right well well i'll dig into it more and i'll maybe next week that'll be one of the one of the new products that we can talk a little bit about it's interesting yeah interesting all of the new things that that are out there already and this isn't new like i said 10 years ago but how many people have heard of it right yeah so well and when it comes to products 10 years is not very long not really you know, that's no Especially in an and industry that is slow to adopt Damn. new technology, truly, you know. Um, and for me, I'm I'm the type of person that um, I'm not a first generation buyer. First generation is always going to have have yeah. problems yep. because it's new. Uh, it so I'm more of a third or fourth generation purchaser. Yeah, we uh, same thing. I mean, I I have tested products on my own pool for years before we then start bringing them in and implementing them into sales and in our construction and and all the rest of it. Uh, even salt, to your point of salt. So my pool was built in two thousand six, and I used a dichlor feeder that was connected to a uh, a metering system back then. It was made by Polaris. Or, yeah, Polaris. It, uh, their Watermatic is what it was called. Great unit. And using dichlor is awesome because it's basically pH neutral, much more closer to pH neutral, yeah. so you don't have those issues. Um, it it worked really, really well. Well, the Polaris rep kept telling me, when are you going to put salt on your pool? And I'm, I don't want anything <laughs> to do with salt. I don't like salt. I And I had no experience with salt, right? I just... And I think that's the biggest thing for everyone when they are like, oh, I don't, I don't do this product or I don't do this product line or this type of thing is because they have really no knowledge of it. Yeah. So at one day, my pool was probably, I've been four years old or something. She came in my office and dropped a salt system on my desk, said, put this on your damn pool. If you hate it, turn it off, throw it away, do whatever, but put it on your damn pool. So eventually I did. And as of right now, I would never have a pool that wasn't a salt pool. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it changed my life entirely. But with that, I did run that unit for at least two seasons before I said, Hey, you know what? We're going to start doing this. And then uh, I did the same thing with Pentair's IntelliChem. The IntelliChem uh, is their chemical automation uh, system, pH and ORP. Right. And I put one on my pool and ran it for a couple of seasons so that I could be fully aware of what it does, if it if it did what it sh- what I expected, all that. And then we ended up, you know, putting it into every pool that we build uh, for many years. Gets an IntelliChem, it gets a salt system, and you know all this other kind of stuff. But uh, at any rate, chlorine genie, chlorine genie is that. So we don't need to bring that one up next year. Next week we can have a different <laughs> chlorine genie. Check it out. So. We're not we're not promoting it. We're just saying it's a product out there that not many know of, and uh, you know, 
it's it's interesting stuff. So I think when it comes to products, and this may be my point of anything that we ever talk about is the warranty. Because I'm a big warranty person and I want to make sure that any product I put in, I'm not going to have to be like pulling teeth and having to be the FBI agent to get a hold of somebody to warranty the product I put in. Yeah. Right. Right. We we need support across the board is the most critical thing. And uh, you've had a good experience so far with that, that control system you were talking about. And that's great. Um, you know, that's, that's well, even like when I was talking to them originally about that op- that um, pool attendant, one of my questions was, what's the warranty? Mm-hmm. And for that thing, it was uh, one year parts and labor, three years labor or parts. I'm sorry. Okay. Which, okay, that's fine. Uh, and, you know, I asked them, what do you notice is the failures of, of the equipment? And they're like, well, we don't. We don't have any. And I'm like, well, there is no product around in any industry that doesn't have a defect at some point. Yeah. It happens. It's just the facts of life. Unfortunately, they just hadn't, it hadn't been out long enough to have any, which it's been out for a couple of years. Right. Um, <clears throat> which is kind of nice to hear that it doesn't happen too often, but you know, like I said, every product has it. It's not just, oh, Hayward's better because they never have warranties. Obviously, no, that's not true. Uh, Jandy, the same thing. Like, they all know they have they have these issues. It, it happens. Things fail. And it's okay. But it's a matter of how the company that produces the product takes care of the, the de- defects. Right. Um, I had a friend who put a filter in that was not one of the big three. She wanted it cracked within a month and she ended up having to replace it on her dollar at first because she couldn't get a hold of the of warranty to save her life. And that wasn't like a warranty station. That was like getting a hold of the rep and the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's critical with anything is, is the support, the support, the warranty. Um, And, and, and as far as new products, does it really, do what it's supposed to mm-hmm. the chlorine genie i don't know you know chlorine genie send me one i'll put it on my pool i'll let you know how it goes but otherwise well, I, I can't i can only I, tell you what it's supposed to do and and there and you i go. was having this conversation with one of my builders because they had switched from one manufacturer to another because of warranty how the warranties were being handled and a great point i had told him is the equipment that we install we need to know it's going to be taken care of quickly and the products aren't going to have like major amounts of failures yeah. because it makes you look bad to the customer. In reality, you would think it would make the product line look bad, but it doesn't. It makes the builder or the servicer look yeah. bad because they sold you a product that's being that's defective right. and you're now waiting weeks to get it fixed. Right. People ask me all the time, um, you know, from from. Uh, people who invest in our industry, stuff like that. Do people walk in your store and say, I'm here to buy a Hayward heater or I'm here to buy a Jandy pump or I'm here to buy a, you know, a a Pentair cleaner. And I tell them that more 95 or more percent of the time, no, they, they come in the store and say, I need a heater. 
and we sell them what we feel is the best product that we have for their need. And, and that's what they buy. So yeah, you're exactly right. So when they buy that heater, uh, you know, most people don't even know it's a Pentair heater. Honestly, they know it's a heater that all seasons put in for them and they know that all seasons is going to stand behind it. And if they have a problem, they're going to contact all seasons and all seasons is going to get it taken care of. And, uh, you know, as far as the warranty aspect to the manufacturer, um, they, they, they never have to deal with the manufacturer. It's a little bit, it actually, it's a lot different than the majority of the country. Do you know that's a major sales point when you're selling equipment, when you tell the customer, call me, not the 1-800 number. Right. Right. Yeah. The Midwest is a little bit different animal than, than, uh, uh, where you're at and the Sunbelt and that the way warranties are done, because the majority of, uh, Warranties are handled by whoever put it in. So bigger companies in my area, they get to, they can usually do their own warranties, but they choose not to. Yeah. They just like the commercial company that I do work for, you know, they'll call me for the warranty or another warranty station. They can warranty their own stuff, but they're just too busy. They can't handle it. Yeah. Um, Me, I'm lucky as a small company that I'm able to do my own warranties for the Hayward um, and Jandy stuff. That way it's just easier for everyone. I do not do Pentair warranty, not because I don't want to just didn't work out because they have so many in my area. Yeah. But I still tell my customers, call me and I will deal with it. You know, I have a builder that we had an issue with the pump and, and, and I let them know what was going on, but I pretty much am like the middleman on that. And the reason I feel like I'm the middleman and kind of investing a lot of time is because I contacted the warranty station, had them come out and it's just been a nightmare. And then they tell me, you know, Hey, we have to contact so-and-so we'll get back to you. They didn't get back to me, you know, for a few days. So I followed up and it just was this thing, but I ended up having to use like, they're like, Oh, we have to call so-and-so okay, okay, call now. Or they didn't know who to call. And they're like, oh, we'll call them tomorrow. It's like, nope, I'm calling right now. I'll call you back. Like, you got to, you can't wait, especially on like major pools where they just spent, you know, 500 grand on a pool or more. You can't be, you know, waiting that long to have things taken care of. Right. Right. Because then the builder looks bad. And then the builder doesn't get the referrals from that customer telling their friends to build pools and it just, That's, it takes away yep. from everybody's pocket. Yep. Then there's, no, then if they're not building as many pools, then they're not having as many warranties. So then you're losing money because you're not getting the warranties, which get you into the backyard. So. Well, we'll find some more new products for next week to a couple of things to maybe yes. let people know that we've seen that are out there that might be interesting, huh? And if there are any products that you guys have heard of that you would like more information, I would love yeah. for you to let us know. So please email us at talkingpools at gmail.com or you can direct message us on what? Facebook, Instagram, tech. You can even do it on TikTok. <laughs> uh, so us like anywhere. us, share us. Yeah. yeah. Like us, share us, download our episodes so we know that you're listening and we will talk to you next time. See you later, everybody.
Tune in next Tuesday for the next part of this episode with Kelly and Dan. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 